This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Welcome to Spice Bags, where three opinionated ladies, Blanca, May and me, Dee, have a dish about food in Ireland from an international perspective. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Spice Bags. We are live from, well, this isn't live, it's recorded, but we're live in the Celtic Ross Hotel here in Ross Carberry in West Cork. And we have been invited down to celebrate with the Celtic Ross a very special birthday, their 25th anniversary here in Ross Carberry. I'm here with May. Unfortunately, Blanca couldn't be with us. Um, so Blanca, hello, and we miss you. Um, but we are here to, um, as I said, join in the celebrations for the Celtic Ross. Myself and May have both been here many times and know this area of West Cork and know Neil and the team here and we love the hotel so we were more than more than joyous and happy to come down and celebrate with the guys and what we thought we'd do is um, what better way to record an episode of the podcast because West Cork itself is such an iconic part of the country when you think about Irish food and you think about artisanal produce. It's the cradle of modern Irish artisanal cuisine, really. And obviously everyone who listens to us will know that Spice Bags, we have a focus on international cuisine in Ireland. And West Cork is probably a, a, the perfect example of that with an influx of people immigrating here from the 50s and 60s who are now the cheesemakers and the artisanal producers who have made up this beautiful landscape of West Cork and the the rich heritage of food down here. Neil Grant, General Manager of the hotel, thank you for joining us. Lovely to be here and thanks for for you joining us in West Cork today. Much appreciated. No, really, honestly, we're so delighted to be here. Um, Neil, you yourself um, are a blow-in, shall we say? (laughs) No, you're not a blow-in anymore. (laughs) I know, I'm still a blow-in. I was reminded of that recently. I said, geez, I'm almost a local and they went, you'll never never be a local. So I think I'll be a blow-in forevermore. (laughs) Well, most people are around this area, as we've discovered. But you're originally from Scotland. Yes. Isn't that right? And yeah. when did you join the Celtic Ross? Uh, believe it or not, in uh, I think it's two days' time, I'll have been here eight years. So uh-huh. uh, it was uh, Pat St. Patrick's weekend 2014. So so we're uh, celebrating your little yeah, anniversary yeah. for was, you my, as well. My eight year anniversary in a couple of days as well. So uh, I was I moved to West Cork in 2009, but I had to meander my way, uh, uh, you know, to a job in West Cork. So eventually I got here uh, a few years later. That's great. And the Celtic Ross itself has been here 25 years. Is that right? Yeah. 25 years ago today, it was officially opened. Uh, so... Uh, a big, uh, big landmark for the family. I think the Witcherly family will be here in force later on this evening just to have quite a low key kind of family and, you know, the hotel staff and a couple of other guests like yourself just to mark the occasion. Um, and I think it's uh, Helen Witcherly, our director, it's uh, her, her mother, her late mother. Uh, it would have been her birthday today as well. So it's quite oh, a poignant okay. day for, for the Witcherly family too. Um, but uh, yeah, nice occasion still. Did they build the hotel or was the building here or? Yeah, they built it from scratch. So they had the land and and uh, there's some fab photos of, you know, Jerry and all the family there when the, the first uh, girders were going up and uh, as we call them in Scotland and uh, the foundations were being yeah. laid. So 
uh, built by them and been in their family ever since. So uh, I think that's a, a great success story in itself. What a great location to build a hotel. The views, yeah. if anyone who's listening hasn't been to the Celtic Ross, is in the beautiful scenic Ross Carberry, which is just, and the hotel is just pitched on the edge looking over the the inlet here and the countryside and it's just absolutely beautiful um it's just the perfect place for a hotel really isn't it yeah it's amazing uh i when i first managed to get a job in west cork i i was working in skibbereen and living in clonakilty and when you come over that hill you know into ross carberry uh, you know, it just everything opens up before you, and it's probably the first time on on the road that you you see the sea or you see the water. Yeah. So it's kind of I think a lot of people, uh, you know, in West West Cork, uh, you know, further further west, you know, they always have it. Um, think it's a sense of coming home. They think when they get to the the causeway in Ross that they're they're nearly home if they've been away yeah. for a while or you know on holidays. So it's it's quite iconic. Mm. And you have access to such amazing food in this area and in West Cork in general. I mean, the hotel is Um, is ripe for picking around the area, isn't it? Between sea and land. It's we're totally spoiled. I mean, it's uh, I like when I first came to Ireland, I was actually in Mayo, um, you know, up in Ashford Castle. And I remember the first time that West Cork and the produce was on my radar uh, was the cheese board and or the cheese trolley in Ashford Castle, and I remember the the chef and the food and beverage, uh, yeah, the restaurant manager there, talking me through all these cheeses and of sixteen Irish cheeses, which I didn't imagine would be possible. Yeah, there was I think nine of them coming from Cork, and then I got to know Doris and Gubin particularly well and realised how famous they were. So. When I ended up living in West Cork and you're meeting Jana Ferguson or you're meeting Jeffa, you know, you're you're kind of it was quite a moment. You know, you felt like there were uh, real icons of Irish food. Um, that and they then, are. Yeah. So um, basically, I was, was going to ask you, actually, what brought you to West Cork? Was it because of because of the cheese board in, in you know, a cheese not, board brought me to West Cork. I mean, that's, uh, a, that's a title geez, yeah, for that's your a, memoirs. That's a good one, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know, in a way, do you know, the fu- I'll tell you the funny story. I actually, the first time uh, when I got the job in Ashford, I had phoned for my interview. I was living in Florida and I phoned, uh, I phoned Ashford because I'd seen the advert for the job. And my wife answered the phone because she was working in Ashford at the time. So uh, I think, uh, you know, obviously, uh, I, you know, I, a few months after I got the job, we, we got together. But it was when I heard about her being from West Cork and from Clonakilty, you know, then it kind of piqued your, your awareness of, of West Cork and the region and such like. So she was always shouting about West Cork and saying how amazing Clonakilty was and all that kind of thing. So uh, it wasn't directly the cheese board. My wife might be a bit offended by that. <laughs> but uh, but the whole package of, of learning about West Cork, uh, you know, through someone you were close with and mm. and learning about kind of the, the produce because of that connection kind of, uh, I suppose, stimulated the uh, the urge to live here. Tell us a little bit about your home in Scotland and, you know, what part of Scotland are you from and what was it like growing up there? Uh, yeah, we were, we started, uh, my earliest memories were in Dundee. Uh, my, my dad uh, was uh, a doctor and he was in Dundee uh, in the hospital there. Uh, for seven years. So I was born in Glasgow, uh, but spent the first seven or eight years of my life in Dundee. Uh, I then, uh, ever since then, I think it was in the late 80s, we moved to Edinburgh or just outside Edinburgh. And that's still where mum and dad live now. 
So I suppose technically that should be home, but we I ended up going back to university in Dundee and my first job in hospitality was in St Andrews. So oh, well, yeah. that was still very close to Dundee. So I've got a kind of a special pool and grow, as you'd say over here to, <laughs> you know, to Dundee and St Andrews and, and that area. Uh, um, can you sort of mention a couple of dishes that you're fond of from Dundee? Uh, do you know, up by, by our broth is not far from Dundee and you've got your, and Forfer, you've got Forfer Brides and you've got our broth smokies and, and all oh, that type of thing. Okay, so it was kind of, uh, do you know, I rediscovered those things. I probably didn't uh, appreciate them back then, but I've rediscovered them in the last few years when we've done the, the, the burn suppers. Uh, yeah. I've Can done you a, tell everyone what a yeah. smoky is for those <laughs> listeners it's, who it's don't basic, know? It's basically kind of, it's a smoked fish and it's, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a ser- kipper, served, it? yeah, exactly. Smoked kipper and it's served in any which way that people want it. It's very comfort food orientated. Uh, you know, it's it's not something that you would think is is gourmet cuisine. Um, but, you know, in a funny way, it's completely honest. It's completely yeah. uh, authentic. It's made with the fish which has landed literally in the harbour in our broth. Uh, and they kind of, uh, there's a great integrity about it, even if it's not uh, fine dining cuisine or anything yeah. like that. Uh, and the four for Bridey is... Uh, I, I was always confused between a Cornish pasty and a four for Bridey as a kid. I didn't think there was much much difference, yeah. but a four for Bridey uh, is again it's nice comfort food, and you can make a nice twist in it. We've used it in the, the burn supper here. We've uh, we've made the the four for Bridey as a. So a what as is a, a four for Bridey, and what is the difference between that and a Cornish uh, pasty? Do you know? I still wouldn't be able to tell you what the difference is really, uh, but it's uh, basically a little pastry parcel. And, uh, and it's minced meat through it. So it's normally lamb that you would use. Uh, there's lamb in that part of the world is, is very good. Uh, and a little bit of seasoning. Um, and it's uh, it's the sort of thing you'd buy from the local. There's Goodfellow and Stevens and Fisher and Donaldson were the mm. two big bakeries in Dundee. Uh, I think both actually were uh, originated in Dundee and then they moved around the country. So they would have been producing these things. And if you yeah. were a kid at school, you know, you would uh, you would go down to the local uh, bakery and grab one of those and your you know your lunch break or whatever so, yeah. have you grown fond of any particular dish here now whether it's a west cork dish or an irish dish i love john dory which oh, yeah. i didn't really discover till i came to ireland i know okay. you can get john dory you know elsewhere but obviously it's landed into the west coast of ireland uh, you know and and nice and fresh uh, so i think john dory would be I love the, John the, Dory. The, yeah, the it's fish so that I good here, is, though. Yeah, it's amazing. So good here. It's... And lastly, tell us a little bit about, I mean, you're also surrounded by amazing people here, yeah. not only in West Cork, but here in the Celtic Ross. You're yeah. a real great team and mix of people as well. And I know we're delighted to be joined by Chef Lawrence today, who we're going to be speaking with now in a minute. Yeah. Um, but tell us a little bit about those people or being part of that team here in the Celtic Ross. Yeah, there's definitely something. I think... Um, very early on, when I first arrived in Skibreen, uh, you know, you were taken by the way you were welcomed into the community. There was no doubt of that. And then when I started to get involved with the, the Taste of West Cork Food Festival, I would use some of my own contacts to bring people over from Scotland. And funnily enough, in about eight or nine days, I've got a gang coming from Scotland to Cork. Um, on the back of one of the visitors that came a few years ago, just falling in love with West Cork and the people and the welcome and 
the the absolute obsession with making <laughs> sure that they went away saying West Cork was the best place in the world. It was like that kind of feeling that people wanted to, uh, you know, any visitors coming in, they just really wanted them to, above all else, say that West Cork was the best place. And funnily enough, the, the locals always were saying, we're, we're showing it's the best place because it is the best place. They had a sense of confidence about them, yeah. but with a real humour. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, I suppose it was easy. You get involved with the community. You get a few jobs to do. They embrace, uh, what I love about them is they embrace any ideas and go, if you're willing to run with something, they all ride in behind you. Uh, from the team here, I think it's our breakfast team, if anything, that get the most mentions of any part of the hotel really? loads of people say the food's great and loads of people say that the uh, you know the stay was fantastic but they remember kind of mags McInerney or mags mags o as we call her uh, or melanie because they spend a bit of time with them and where are you going you know what, what were you thinking of doing today well you should go here you should do this and i i get a feeling that when people come to west cork they they feel like they become a part of the community i don't think they're going on a holiday i don't think that they're uh, just passing through they feel that whilst they're here they really are part of the community and they always seem to meet someone they always <laughs> somehow whether it's they go for a walk up to the town and uh, bump into someone and strike up a conversation or i think that the west cork people it's this ability to get information but not be nosy do you know what i mean they, they kind of they're, the west cork it's, it's charm great. yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us and uh, it was lovely to hear about your background and the connection here with the hotel and uh congratulations on 25 years as well i know it's not yeah. all your 25 years but to the hotel again on eight years on yeah, eight years yeah eight sorry years. your eight years yeah you'll yeah, have to celebrate yeah. that too absolutely yeah i think especially after the last two years you know i think this is really special today i think uh you know, to feel like you're emerging from from what happened and with the pandemic, I think uh, makes it even more special that you can gather and enjoy. So, yeah, thank you. Thanks. And um, I am thrilled to introduce Chef Laurentiu Samuela. Yeah, that's right. Um, but everyone calls him Lawrence here Lawrence. because he is. And to go through chefs, his um, the chef's CV would be take the entirety of the interview, but like. You know, he's been Italy, France, UK, and now West Cork. Yes. Um, so we're delighted to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. And I'm very grateful. Thank you. Can you talk a little bit about um, your childhood? Well, uh, I've, been, uh, I've, been born, uh, I've been born uh, and raised in Romania, uh, in Bucharest. By, my mom has uh, Hungarian origins. Uh, my father was um, from a city like how it's uh, West Cork down to the seaside. Oh, okay. So they spent most of my time uh, growing with my grandparents. Oh, from okay. uh, where I did, I catch the love for food and. Uh, so you learned from them. They taught. Did yeah, they I spent. Teach the, I was most of the time I was next to them. Them in the kitchen doing like uh, small jobs like chopping carrots, peeling potatoes, onions. Uh, and then I moved down to the to college. Uh, I will not be able to call myself, to be honest, a, a Romanian, as I didn't spend that much time in Romania. <laughs> because at the age of eighteen, I, I started traveling around the Europe. I spent some time in Italy. I spent some time in France. Then uh, I went back home, not for long, and at the 
suggestion of one of my chefs I used to work with, they asked me why you are not going in England. So I said, because I am not speaking English. My English at the time was really bad. I used to understand, but I can't, can't speak. So I moved, uh, I moved in, uh, I went in England. I had those, I started as a CDP and uh, one of my shifts, after two weeks, I've been into the job. They said, I'm not happy about uh, your performances. So I give you two more weeks where you are out of the door. So that, uh, that statement he told me, he made me more uh, eager to learn. He made me ambitious, so I said, okay, one day I'm going to prove you I'm going to become a better chef than you. So I started doing my homework yeah, and studying uh, about uh, learning about English cuisine. And uh, I had the opportunity to learn and then spend uh, most of the time working alongside uh, some great chefs. I had the opportunity to have a stint at the Ritz with John Williams. Wow, at the Ritz? Yeah, really? I had the opportunity to work alongside Nathan Outlaw down in Cornwall. I know Nathan, he's yeah, lovely. I, yeah. Uh, I had the, the opportunity to work with Clive Dixon, who was the executive chef of uh, Heinz Head in Bray, who belongs to Heston Blumenthal. Yeah. And uh, then uh, Andy McFadden, when he was running the Pied d'Arter down in uh, London City. Wow, so he... You not only proved that person wrong, you you really, really rose the bar yeah, very high. The opportunity I have at the moment to be in Ireland, especially in West Cork, it's, it's they speechless. Uh, I, there are no words to, to describe. The place is really well known for the farmers, for the, you got, the sea is literally like 200 yards. Yeah. Uh, so you got the, all the fishes and seafood. It's on your doorsteps. Can you, I mean, I'm, I'm just leading into yeah. um, my next question is, can you talk about some of your favorite products to work with in West Cork and my, how you're incorporating that with Celtic Ross? My favorite products, uh, to be honest, uh, it's a fish and seafood. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was running the Russell Arms back in, uh, back in England, uh, I put... Uh, I created a dish that was nothing special. Uh, how my my beloved manager spoke earlier about um, comfort food, like mm-hmm. small things. I created, there was some grilled sardines uh, on uh, sourdough toast with smoked paprika, mayonnaise, and a, a tiny bit of salad oh, on the side. that sounds so good. I love, I love sardines. Uh, because uh, I didn't know, to be honest, uh, by the time they give me the opportunity a month, a month and six days ago to to run the Kelty Ross, uh, they're gonna celebrate on landmark a 25, uh, 25 years anniversary. So I am feel even more blessed to be here at the moment. So tonight this dish is gonna hit the special menu. Ooh. Oh, uh, we might have to get that. <laughs> but what I want to say, it's uh, being a very simple dish, I didn't know at the time. It was a very small place, so we had a Michelin inspection, and uh, they have it, and they put it up on a Twitter account, and I was literally uh, burst in tears, to be honest with you, uh-huh. because it's been a very high privilege, like a Michelin inspector, to put up on a social media one of your dishes. Yeah, it didn't sound a great dish, but. Uh, 
the way it was cooked and the simplicity, sometimes uh, oh, less is more. I think sometimes, yeah, this, you've hit you know, the nail on the head. Sometimes the simplest and with the, yeah. with the produce, you so, don't have to do yeah. much. Yeah. So uh, being here, it's uh, having everything to, to the doorsteps of the hotel. It's a, it's a really, 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 really big privilege and uh, luck, to be honest. Um, another ingredient I wanted to ask you about, I know you said that you don't yeah. consider yourself completely Romanian, um, but I know that there's, um, I think it's for Christmas when you have a whole pig. It's like, um, uh, yeah, is that, well, <laughs> and I was wanted to know um, what you thought about that and also how you're using West Cork pork, which is again among the world's finest. Mm-hmm. Well, the, it's, it's nice you ask asking me, me this question uh, because tonight I have a West Cork uh, tomahawk on a menu. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Served uh, on a classic way, uh, bacon, bacon, cabbage, and another more comfort food to towards like a just simply grilled with uh, some uh, spicy wedges, potato, and coslo salad and uh, crispy shallots. Back home, yeah, the Christmas it's is different. So we get a pig. Uh, we make our own black pudding. But oh, wow. yeah, uh, but w- when we do that, literally, you are, you are using the first the first seven hundred mils of blood which is dripping down to the neck okay. because you stab the, the pig in the neck and you do you do your own black pudding mm. we do we do pretty much a same thing like haggis in scotland so it's okay. it, it's similar using using the all the offals like liver uh, kidney heart we create something similar here uh, at the moment they are in a starter like a pork roll but uh, they usually are, that it's a very traditional Christmas meal. Uh, they wrapped in um, a pickled cabbage. Uh-huh. So you do the, oh, you yeah. get the whole, uh, whole white cabbage. Is that called sarmale? Yeah. Sarmal? Or, sorry, sarmale. we looked up, yeah. few, we looked up <laughs> a few dishes to yeah. see. Um, yes, that looks really nice. Yeah. And uh, kind of a, were we saying a bit of a Polish influence on yeah, that dish? Yeah, well, or? to be honest, it's the, Every 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 country they try to conquer. They say that I we sure, invented sure, sure, this. Sure. We invented <laughs> that's that. True. You know? That's true. So in Eastern Europe, uh, pretty much all uh, we have the same. Like uh, the Greeks, they call dolmatos, and, yes, and uh, yeah. they use using lamb and uh, wine leaves. Yeah. Uh, the Bulgarian they do the the, yeah. uh, the same. Turkish uh, have yeah, it as well. Turkish, yeah. uh, Hungarian. Uh, so all the Slavon countries and uh, would you ever sort of do um, I guess you like almost a Romanian what I think you were describing is almost a Romanian nose to tail, you know, making your own black pudding. Is that something that you would ever bring to the Celtic rocks? Well, I will love it. But other five horseshoes in uh, in uh, England, uh, we used to do. I used to make my own charcuterie as well. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah, That's great. Like, uh, chorizo. There used to be chorizo. Uh, I used to have a uh, monjak pastrami and uh, I used to do uh, fennel and uh, fennel and garlic uh, salami as well. Yum. Oh. Yeah. So, so you're finding work, your feet and exploring. We, and... In this field, how long you are in this field, you, you must work as a family. It's, it's not like in boxing or tennis, like to be individual. So every, yeah. everyone needs to work as a team so because your idea her idea and everyone idea can make a great uh, great dish yeah with, with a nice glass of wine uh, next to it mm-hmm. so we we 
take the the things easy. We work towards, and when we gonna launch it, it's gonna be hopefully it's gonna be great for uh, Epic guests and uh, people. Uh, is going to enjoy it. Um, yeah, Lawrence is already quite popular with the staff in the office because he's testing stuff all the time. Oh, so I'd say so, a, yeah. A bit of produce comes in and he does something with it and then a couple of dishes are coming into the office to say, what do you think of this? Try this out. So he's, uh, no, in fairness, we're all excited to see the, the evolving kind of, uh, you know, menus as, as we go. So, uh, no, it's yeah. exciting times. I'm sure you'll be in, hopefully be inspired once you get to know more and more um, artisanal producers in the area, and we can't wait to taste uh, your food and the changes you make. To if the you menu. have the opportunity, you can have some 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 dishes tonight. Hopefully, we will. Yes, As looking the, forward to it. Well, best of luck to you here. Well, thank you very much, and, and thank I you, really chef. welcome. I, I really appreciate, and it's a very, 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 very big privilege for me to be part of uh, from. Uh, West Cork uh, to be part of uh, Celticos family and uh, to be your guest as well. So I well, really appreciate you. and I'm uh, very grateful for having me here. Thank you very much. Thank you thank so you. much, Chef Lawrence. Here ends our first special St. Paddy's Day mini-sode recorded at the Celtic Ross Hotel in Ross Carberry for their 25th birthday. Happy birthday, guys. Tune in for our second mini-sode where we talk to two legendary female producers who have been supplying the Celtic Ross Hotel over the years. We talked to Caroline Murphy of West Cork Eggs and Jeffa Gill from the iconic Durst Cheese. Talk to you later. If you like what you heard or better yet, have a question or response or comment to anything that we said today, we really want to hear from you. So please contact us at Instagram at Spice Bags Pod, Twitter as well as the same Spice Bags Pod, or you can email us at spicebagspod at gmail.com. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.